If you have ever said, I wish I had an extra hour to blank, whether it's meal prepping, exercising, getting better sleep, or just improving healthy habits. In this episode, we're diving into the secrets of time management. We're sharing practical strategies and mindset shifts that will help you unlock that elusive extra hour in your day. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and it's really about how do we find that extra hour in the day. I've had so many of my clients over the years that told me, I wish I had time in the day to meal prep, sleep better, work out, whatever it is. But a lot of times I find my clients are resistant to change because they feel like they just don't have the time. Well, here's the secret. You do have the time. The problem is, is we've been managing our time wrong all along. And we, I think a lot of times we think of healthy habits as we have to do something more. Well, there's tricks to get around this and really simple tricks that, you know, really when we start looking at this, it's so easy and you actually find more than just an hour. A lot of times there is so much more that we have found to be able to implement these healthy habits if we do it correctly. So the first thing I want to talk about is chronotyping. Really, every person has this unique chronotype, which determines their optimal times of peak performance in a day. Some individuals are more alert and productive in the morning. We call them morning larks, while others are more active and focused at the nighttime or in the evening, and we traditionally call them night owls. Really, it's about identifying what chronotype you are so that you can create your daily schedule around when you're most productive. Now, one of the easiest ways to do this is in, there's a link in the show notes called the morning eveningness questionnaire. And it basically is 19 questions. They're very direct and pinpointed on if you had time in the day and no restrictions, when would you do X? And really, this helps us kind of determine when the best times of the day is for us. So let's say, for example, I am a very early morning person. I know if I need to get something done, I need to do it before 10 o'clock, maybe before 11 o'clock, or it's just not going to be productive. Something that would take me 30 minutes at eight o'clock in the morning is going to take me like two hours if I try to do it at two o'clock in the afternoon. It just doesn't work. So what you want to do is you really want to build those habits, especially ones that are more difficult around the early part of the day. So what does this mean for those of us who work and really don't have the option of doing things during that day because maybe that's when we're working or vice versa maybe you work at night you're most productive at night and and we're going to talk about actually that in a moment because that we're actually going to call activity stacking where we're going to kind of stack an activity that is going to allow us to do something we like with something we might not really like so much that way it's kind of tricking our brain on how to get things done. But really what we think is, so let's say you have a day off. You know you want to start meal prepping, but you're dreading meal prepping because you think it's going to take you forever. Well, I would find your most productive time of the day. So if you're most productive in the evening, you want to meal prep in the evening during your most productive time. Because if you try to say, okay, I'm not going to do anything on my day off until that meal prepping is done. But you're an evening person and you're putting
doing it at the first part of the day. I will guarantee you every single time it is going to take you two plus times longer to do it when you're not productive than if you just were to put it at your productive time. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, wait a second, Laura, how am I not going to procrastinate? So one of the things I would say with that is make sure you schedule a time, set it in your calendar, however you want to do it to make sure. But a lot of times when we're most productive, we are more likely to get things done just because we're at that productive hour. We're not kind of dragging ourselves by the shirt collar to do it. So it's really important. And actually chronotyping actually really helps sleeping as well because we can find out what our natural sleep patterns is. And when you go through this free quiz in that link below in the show notes we were talking about before, if you go through this, this is actually going to lay out when you should be sleeping, when you're most productive. Let me tell you, it is literally 19 questions that can really streamline your life in just understanding it. And the crazy thing is you probably already know it, but a lot of times seeing it in black and white makes us more aware of what is going on. So if you know you have to do something you do not like doing, put it at the time you are the most productive and you'll have more of a chance of getting it done and not dreading it because you'll be so much more productive. And, you know, going back to sleep too, when we get the proper amounts of sleep, we are more likely to handle these activities. You know, if you were to sleep six hours a night for 11 days, you have the productivity level of somebody who hasn't slept in 24 hours. And the crazy thing is six hours of sleep is kind of the average for most of us right now. And that's bad because we're not even at our full productivity level. So if you can get more sleep and put things at the right time, you are much more likely to get things done. The other thing we want to talk about is that mindset shift. When we are talking about having to shift our mindset, the one thing I want you to realize is why are you doing something? There is another really cool link that I'm going to give you. It's called the decisional balance exercise. And if you go in the show notes, you can click on the link. And really what you're going to do is you're going to put the cost of changing the benefits of changing and then the cost of not changing and the benefits of not changing. And really what this helps you do, it's kind of really helps you align that mindset of why you want to make the changes. So many times do we put in these guides that I want to make this change, but we really don't understand what it's costing us and what would it cost us if we don't do it and why we really want to do this. And I think it helps lay things out again, black and white. It's very clear on why we want to do something because if we know we want to do it. We talked about this with intrinsic motivation. When we know we want to do this for us, we are more likely to be able to complete a task because it's something that we want. So we're going to take these little things like our chronotyping and our decision-making exercise and really use it to trick our mindset in change. And one of the benefits with this is, is you don't have to really do anything extra. You're really just hacking into your natural abilities. I do want to bring up the one concept that maybe you want to make this change, but you really don't want to make this change. Maybe you really don't see the need for it. However, maybe your spouse, your doctor, your friends are telling you you should do this, but really at the core, you don't want to. And I'm going to tell you right now, until you want to do something, you're never going to do it. You're never going to complete 
complete the task because it's not something you want to do. So I say in that instance, let it go until you're ready to actually want to do it. But I would still do this decision changing exercise because sometimes you might see things in black and white and realize, okay, maybe it's going to be hard. It's going to cost me this. But in return, I actually really want this other thing and I'm okay with it being hard. And, you know, it's an interesting concept. I talked about this one guy quite often that, you know, I was in a facility and he was not going to make a change. He had high blood sugar. He didn't care. He didn't want to deal with it. And we started talking about camping and other things. And we kind of went back to that conversation. I said, you know, you're talking about spending time with your kids and camping and you know, you have this really high blood sugar. What's going to happen if you don't make this change in five years? Then he kind of thought about it for a moment and he said, you know what? This happened to my mom. Probably going to get full-blown diabetes. I'll have complications. She lost the toe and she ended up dying early. And I reflected that back to him. I said, so you're telling me in five years, if you don't get this under control, you're going to lose a limb, have diabetes and die early. How is that going to allow you to spend more time with your kids and grandkids camping? You know, it was kind of cool because you actually saw the shift in his brain when we put it like that. And suddenly it was like, okay, tell me one thing I can do. And that's when the conversation changes. So I really want you to think if you're really against making that change, what is life going to look like in five years if you don't? If you can tell me it's not going to look any different and this is going to be, then cool, don't do it. But if it's going to drastically change your life, it's something you might want to consider. Now let's start talking about activity stacking. This is probably one of my favorite tips when it comes to how do we make ourselves more productive? And activity stacking is really what I feel like is one of the most powerful. I know really getting yourself aligned to when you're going to be most productive really sets the stage. Well, activity stacking is going to be like the game changer. So what is activity stacking? Well, activity stacking is just what it sounds. It's taking activities and stacking them together. One of the things I love with activity stacking is when it comes with exercise. And here's a lot of times. So let's say you are a night person and you also work maybe a swing shift or a night shift. So the times that you're most productive, you're at work. So if you're struggling to exercise more, I would recommend the best time to exercise would be when you're most productive or things like that, where you're already in a get thing done kind of mode. If you're trying to exercise and you're doing it to where you're not in that mindset, it's going to be very difficult. You're going to push it off. You're going to procrastinate. It's not going to get done. It just doesn't work out. However, activity stacking can be the answer to to this. And what it is, it's basically taking something you love and we're going to put it with something you don't really like. And this is why I say it works really good with exercise. So let's say you do not like exercise, but you know you need to do it, but you love playing basketball. Okay, well, we're going to play basketball and use it as our exercise. Or maybe you need to spend time with the family and you need to work out. Well, we can do it all just with basketball. So you don't have to work out, spend time with the family and make time for you to have fun and play basketball. We can just do it all at the same time. And really what this is about, It's about setting the intention, saying, okay, I'm going to use basketball as my fitness. Maybe your issue is stress management and you love riding classic cars and going for cruises. Well, great. We are going to use classic cars as our stress management. And 
things like this, like we can pull this together. Like we don't have to make another checklist, another check item in our list of things to do. We can take things we already love and stack them together. Maybe you need to make dinner, meal prep, and you want to spend time with your your kids because you haven't had, you don't really have a chance to spend time with your kids. Great. We're going to do that at dinner time. We're going to make the meal. We're going to make a lot more than we really need. So that way we're now meal prepping and we're going to have the kids help us. Now, I know, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, my kids hate this. And you know what? That might be the case. However, a lot of times kids, depending on their ages, want to spend time with their parents too, or maybe even teens. Like I'll have some of my, I have two teenage daughters and sometimes they do want to spend time with me, but my time might not be feasible because I'm making dinner. Well, maybe ask her to make a dessert. My one daughter loves to make desserts. So have her make a dessert for the night or have my son likes whittling. So if I get him to chop a carrot, two birds, one stone here. It's things like this that we can stack together and we can utilize it. And a lot of times it's really just looking at things that we already love. So I want you to kind of take kind of like a resource about yourself. What are activities that you like doing? What are activities if you're struggling with fitness? What are activities that you actually like? Do you work out on a farm? Because if you do, you don't even have to worry about fitness. You just are already doing it, picking up hay bales and feed bags, and you don't have to do something else. It might already be there. We just have to make more of an intention to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what that looks like. You know, take an inventory of what you're already doing. Because a lot of times I could say most of the people I coach, we very rarely have to add anything else on. We can just stack up what we're already doing. Like talking about that meal prep. If you're making dinner every night, please don't make dinner every night. You don't need to make dinner every night. What you can do is just simply maybe make dinner three nights a week, but make enough and have leftovers. So if you're making rice, make more rice so you can have maybe an extra dinner or an extra two dinners using that rice. If you're cutting up vegetables, I, you know, one of the biggest things when I prep vegetables, I prep a lot of vegetables. If I'm cooking zucchini, I'm cooking like four or five zucchini because I might have zucchini with my dinner tonight. But now I have zucchini for the rest of the week. It's done once. So it's things like that stacking them up. And then my next tip for you is really going to be about chaos planning. If you are a health coach and you took the Shift HC course, we dive deep into chaos planning because this has been really helpful with clients when they're trying to make behavioral changes especially if they have a busy lifestyle or maybe it's something that they're they're kind of struggling finding the pattern and it's chaos. One thing we can guarantee in life, there is always going to be some level of chaos. You know, someone once told me, life gets loud when you get busy, meaning once you're busy, everything seems to kind of want to throw you off. So let's plan for that. Let's plan for the chaos. Let's plan for somebody working late. Let's plan for somebody forgetting they had practice five until five minutes before you have to run to practice. Let's figure this out. What does this look like? What's our chaos plan when we're supposed to go to the gym and we don't have time to go to the gym? What could getting our fitness in that day look like? What's it going to look like when you have to have dinner on the table in five minutes and you have no idea what you're going to make? My chaos plan for my family is quesadillas or rice bowls. That is our chaos plan. 
I will have bags of microwave vegetables. I will have bags of microwavable rice if I just in case I don't have extra rice in the refrigerator, which I normally do. I have tortilla shells that are always in the bread drawer because some nights it's just quesadillas. An ounce of cheese, vegetables, chicken, we're done. You know, it's having this plan that I know at any given time I can get a meal on the table in less than 15 minutes. I don't even want to say 30 minutes because 30 minutes might be too much. 10, 15 minutes, I can get dinner on the table. I can actually get dinner on the table in less time it's going to take me to order a pizza and find paper plates because I can never find paper plates in my house. But it's actually easier for me to do that than actually order food out. It becomes like this. And then if you're trying to eat healthier, okay, I'm controlling it. I can control how much cheese goes into my quesadilla. I can control how much vegetables. I always have extra vegetables. I will have vegetables in the plastic containers like spinach and the little clam, I call them clamshell containers, but the plastic containers, I will always have frozen vegetables in the freezer. I will have a couple cans of canned vegetables. There's always something that I can throw it together. Beans are another really good one. You have some beans that your family likes. You have them in there. Throw together the rice, the beans, or the vegetables and the beans, however you can do it. But having those chaos meals, having that chaos plan that when that whatever behavior you're trying to enhance, what can we do? Sleep is another one you want to look at having that chaos plan. When sleep is difficult, when you're tossing and turning, what are you going to do? If you've ever read the book, Why Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, he actually talks about if you're laying and tossing in bed more than 15 minutes and not getting to sleep, get out of bed. Like just get out of bed do a lap around the house, go do some stretches, maybe something, but get up because you're just going to be tossing and turning. And I can tell you this has been really helpful because a lot of times all I will do is I will get up, I'll walk downstairs, I'll take a lap around the house, I walk back up, I go to the bathroom. A lot of times I'll just splash some warm water on my face and I try again to go to sleep. And generally it does. Now I will warn you, I actually have some pretty good sleep, but I've known other people where this is work. Maybe you're going back downstairs and you're going to watch or read a book for 10, 15 minutes, something, but get out of bed because that was really helpful. So have that chaos plan. Maybe your plan is I'm going to take melatonin. Maybe your plan is, you know what, when it's difficult, I'm going to take the Tylenol PM. Just have a plan. And it's okay if your plan might not be the best. Listen, if your chaos plan is, you know, when things get rough, I'm going to have pizza, but I'm going to order the pizza, but I'm going to order a side salad with it. Maybe that's what it is. And don't feel guilty that that has to be your chaos plan, because I can tell you the more and more times that you can accept what it is and try to tweak it to be to reach your goal, it becomes much easier. You know, if you don't have a lot of cooking abilities, maybe cooking doesn't come natural to you, maybe you hate cooking, find different ways that you can get it. You know, meal kits are a good thing. I have clients that will have meal kits. They know that Friday, Saturday, Sundays are busy. So those three days they get the meal kits. There's options. And I think when we start embracing this and we start understanding when are we most productive, when we start realizing that those activities that are a little bit harder for us, if we put them at the time that we're most productive, if we have gone through our decisional balance and have really realized 
this is what we want and this is why we want it. Those behaviorals, that mindset shift is easier. If we're starting to stack our activities so we don't need extra time in the day to actually find time to work out and we're working out doing something we already love, that makes it easier. And then really just planning for that chaos. If we can pull this together, because this is exactly what I do in our coaching sessions, if we can pull this all together, then I'm telling you, reaching your goals is going to be easier. And if you need help, reach out to me. Go to the website shifthealthcoach.com. If you scroll to the bottom of the page, you can actually schedule a free 15-minute session with me. And you can see how I work. You can see if working with me is a good idea, if you feel comfortable, if this will help you reach your goals, whatever it is, you got 15 minutes of my time. And if you saw decide, yeah, I'd like to talk to Laura a little bit more and come up with a plan, I offer single sessions. If you have this goal and you know you really want to achieve it, I have packages and I have packages that are on an app that I can coach you on an app. You don't have to find additional time to meet me. We could do it all at your convenience. So there's ways if you really want a goal and you want to achieve it, there's ways that you can easily do it without having to find this additional time because that additional time is already there if we really kind of pull things together. And this is how you're going to find that time to make those health changes that you've been meaning to make and feel like you don't have the time for. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you all next week and have a great day.